0: Hello friends, welcome to another a new episode of Living in the Prophetic. My name is Rachel Ezekiel, a big warm welcome to all of you. It's great to be back with another episode with a new word from the Lord. Today I want to talk about the fear of men. Whether we realize it or not, the fear of men in our life affects us much more than we realize many times. The fear of man is entrenched in our lives more than we may want to admit to ourselves. Now friends, we live in a community. There is no such thing as a self-made man. Each of us also instinctively knows our very existence fits into a larger purpose or story. We cannot help but inherently derive our value, our identity, our worth from those around us. From external sources. We allow others to define who we are, what we are worth, what we should do, and how we should do it. They have become the people we fear the most, the persons we fear the most, the persons whose approval we want most. Now the problem is we obey the one we fear. When we are called to obey God, the Bible calls us to obey and fear God. We find ourselves at the crossroad when a choice is presented to us. We fear men's voices on one side, men's opinions, men's strong opinion around us, and yet also at the same time we hear the still small voice within us to go another way, different from the way that we are pressured to go. Now, who do we follow? Whose voice do you follow? It may have to do with our upbringing, our childhood, our marriage, our family, our immediate environment, the culture that we grew up in, the culture that's currently surrounding us, hurts, wounds, disappointments, rejection that we may have experienced in our life. All that we are surrounded by inevitably leaves us with various types of complexes, he has yes, created in us certain types of void, emptiness, that emptiness that craves for men's approval, for acceptance, for men's acceptance, for man's love. I strongly believe that many of us, knowingly or unknowingly, live with that. Now, the persons whose rewards of approval that we desire the most, whose acceptance and approval we crave for, is what will drive us to obey. And the opposite is just as true. The person whose disapproval we most fear to receive, whose rejection we most fear to receive, is the person we will obey. That person becomes our functional God. God with a small letter G. That person becomes our idol. Whether we realize it or not, that person becomes our idol. That is why the Bible so often commands us to fear the Lord. And him only you shall fear. In the account of the temptation of Jesus, the words of our enemy was, So if you worship me, it will all be yours. But Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. I want to emphasize on the word only. Two more examples. Now in Deuteronomy 10. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all His ways, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. And in Matthew 10, 28, it says, And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear Him. can destroy both soul and body in hell now scriptures tell us repeatedly fear the one who has power over both soul and body now this is not to advocate dishonor there is a difference let me say that again there is a difference we need to draw a line of distinction between setting ourselves free from the fear of men to dishonoring men we are to love we are to honor one another Romans 12.10 says, Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. And The New King James Version says, Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honour giving preference to one another. And the Contemporary English Version says, Love each other as brothers and sisters, and honour others more than you do yourself. We are to honour men but not out of fear of men. Although a fine line exists between the two, there is a massive distinction. We are to honor men, but not out of fear of men. There is this need in men, in all of us, in you and I, to be loved, to be valued, to feel important. We are wired this way, we have been created this way. And the solution is not to get rid of this need, but to feel this need to fill this void with something bigger, with someone bigger. One of the ways that I found that that's worked for me in my personal journey in getting rid of the fear of men was not to fight men, not to retaliate or to deliberately showcase how free I can be or to be in rebellion against men. That's not the way to fight it. In fact, I rather think that makes it bigger. By focusing on men, men being the sole focus which I'm trying to untangle myself from, it makes it stronger. I'm giving more power to it. Recently, the Lord spoke almost as if in a form of correction. He said, Don't put all your trust in men, instead, put it on me. God has the power to free us from the fear of man, he, and He wants us living in the freedom of trusting Him. But He frees us not by removing our fear of disapproval or fear of man, but instead, God is saying, transfer it. Transfer it to the right place or the right person, to Him instead. In my conversation with God, He did not just say, don't put all your trust in man, and full stop. No, He goes on to say, instead, put it on me. Put it on me. Don't put all your trust in man. Instead, put it on me. Why? Because man is fallen. Could it be that a lot of our struggles with life, our hurts, our disappointments, our wounds are caused by the fallen nature of man. I'm not discounting the hurts, the amount, the extent of trauma and wounds that many have gone through, but they are caused by the fallen nature of men. And when I say men, I'm including you and me, listeners, including you and me. We are fallen. Men are fallen, including you and me. That is why scriptures tell us in Deuteronomy 32 to ascribe greatness to God. Not to men, ascribe greatness to God. Now the phrase, the feet of clay, also comes to me. The phrase comes from the Old Testament in Daniel 2. Daniel interprets a dream for King Nebuchadnezzar, who was the founder of the new Babylonian empire. Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed of a giant idol with golden head silver arms and chest, brass ties, and body, and iron legs. The feet of this image was made of iron and clay. Daniel goes on to interpret the dream that the rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on the feet of iron and clay, and it smashed the feet. Verse 35 says, the, but the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. The fact that the statue was smashed, was able to be smashed, shows that it is not permanent, not of lasting value. The clay made it vulnerable, of a fallen nature. Clay speaks of flaw, of vulnerable point in man. Regardless of giftings and talents and greatness and achievement, the fallen nature of man. Clay speaks of the fallen nature of man. Yes, even that of our heroes or any person that we admire or look up to. All this will not last. It is not of any eternal value. Our reliance has got to be on something or someone more permanent. In Isaiah 64 verse 9, it says, Yet you, Lord, are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are the work of your hand. When the Spirit of the Lord revealed this to me, it changed my life. It changed my life. It brought so much liberty. Now Proverbs 29, 25 in the NIV version says, The fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. The NASB version says, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. The fear of man is a snare because man is a false god. But the fear of the Lord is safe because he really is God, the one true God. Not those around you, not the strangers on the internet, not those even those closest to you. We are called to love them, not to worship them. We're called to honour them, not to fear them. Would you pray this with me? Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare that in any area of my life Where I have been held back by the fear of men, knowingly or unknowingly, I repent of that. Open the eyes of my understanding. Make it known to me those areas. Give me grace to overcome these fears of men. I want to fear and worship you alone. Give me grace for that. Give me strength for that. Give me courage. that. I give you permission to smash that feet of clay that I have given myself to worship or to fear. Let the rock of my salvation smash that statue. I know that your glory will cover me as I walk in obedience to what you say. I declare that you alone are God over my life, the God of my life. I declare that you are my light, you are my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I know that your glory will cover me as I walk in obedience to you. We can confidently say, and I can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. This is really something God has been speaking repeatedly, especially in the recent months. In order to move with God into our next level, into your next level with God, it is so, so important that we rid of this statue in our lives, this fear of man in our lives, and be free of it. I pray you've been blessed by the sharing in this episode. Be free of the fear of man. Walk free. Live free of it. In Jesus' name.